If you don't understand what's going on, you're liable to get crazy at this point. I'm drinking some fine fermented juice right now, fermented to the point of 6.8% from my friends over at 101 Cider. It's delicious. Nice. Have you had it before? I don't think I have. So I'm drinking pulp culture right now, but uh, our friend Mark McTavish runs it alongside Brendan Brazier, who's another buddy, who and... They claim it's the world's healthiest alcohol, so I'll take it. <laughs> how oh, I would love to I would love to know how what what the backup is for that. First off, zero and Brendan sugar. Fraser, not the actor Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Brendan Fraser, yeah, yeah, not not the actor. I would, although if Brendan so. Fraser were to do anything nowadays, <laughs> I would probably, out of nostalgia's sake, support him with all so my heart. For, well, you have an opportunity. First off, <laughs> I believe he plays some sort of like DC robot in uh, some sort of DC show that's out right now. But for a year straight, I thought you guys were talking about Brendan Fraser, the actor. <laughs> I'm nearly. I wish I knew Brendan Fraser. <laughs> oh my! Whoa! Georgia, the jungle looks like this now. Dang, he looks like a like an evil business tycoon now. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> How the times change. Times change. Maybe I'll watch George of the Jungle tonight, just to <laughs> just for the sake of watching it. Man, all right. Well, should we dive into it? Yeah, I guess we. I guess we should. Most likely. Cool. All right. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very 37th episode of Rethink Everything. I'm Tyler Giannisini, and I'm here today with Kent Yoshimura. Yeah. Kent Fermented Juice Yoshimura. Saturday. <laughs> uh, we are here to rethink some of the things we learned during the ninth week of 2021, the week we broke up. Not, not us. Oh. A lot of breakups did happen. <laughs> just teasing teasing the poor audience no oh, you millions of fans yeah, you like, will have <laughs> had a, had a, a little like a bit of silence there the week we broke up and then it cuts out and then we start the 38th episode no <laughs> guests this week <laughs> just go to that emergency broadcast signal <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy a lot of breakups happened daft punk like End of an era, right? Dude. Kanye and Kim. <laughs> uh, that you know, uh, if you didn't like Kim Kardashian before, in my opinion, her 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 patience and uh, tolerance of Kanye's insanity over the past several years, I guess you could view that as a weakness. But you know, it seems like it seems like she's gone through a lot. I, I at this point just feel bad for her. Holy sh- yeah. It's crazy. I I don't know. Like, would you stay to I'm curious what's gonna happen to their kids? Like, would you stay together for the kids? Like, would you 
if you are in a situation like that uh, it just seems no, like I, madness i i tend to be an advocate of breakup for the kids because i don't think if you have like uh you know for example like if you have daughters you shouldn't teach them to tolerate men they shouldn't tolerate uh like That's, i don't know it's better to just teach them to take stand their ground and uh you know go find something better in my opinion but i guess if it's not if it's just like a you don't get along and you don't really like super love each other maybe stay together for the kids but if you actively don't like the person or if they're harmful like you know at the point where <laughs> they've got their dad's out on tv uh saying that slavery was a choice you know then you start thinking about oh my god yeah, maybe it's time to take a stand here oh my gosh yeah <sighs> what are you doing kanye <laughs> but why is your dude's music bi- so good dude's bipolar this one's just you know that's one of those things like same with uh yeah like i won't i won't jump on board team elon hate because as far as i can tell he's guys uh neuroatypical and i just don't want to jump on someone who you know all their mistakes are in the public yeah yeah makes sense uh but they should but that's the thing like you should if you are a public figure which is going to be very relevant uh given who our guest is today if you are a public uh or show yourself to the public there is a standard that you have to uphold and you can't just be saying random shit knowing that you have influence over people like us and millions of (laughs) our fans yeah i don't know i'm gonna i land on the other side i feel like we've got to allow if if we make everything like sort of sterile and false and everybody's got everybody's got to pretend to just be like average boring successful joe as soon as you become a public figure like head of a public publicly traded company like yeah i I don't want to stifle genius that's for sure i don't want brendan frazier now <laughs> i want brendan frazier scorpion king <laughs> wait <laughs> Ugh. nobody wants scorpion king <laughs> nobody wants anything to do with scorpion king. that's how the rock made it yeah <laughs> well <laughs> i'd say that but that that probably no delayed re- him his career taking off more than it no one remembers him from his wwe days but the Scorpion King. Oh, mm-hmm. come on. I certainly, <laughs> who could forget his WWE days? Uh, King is not with the rocks, go again. <laughs> walking Tall. That was the other one that happened back then, right? Oh, no, it's not Walking oh. Tall. What was the one with Sean William Scott that's not, I guess he did two. Or did he do one with uh, Knoxville? Uh, the Rock. The ru- I see the rundown. <laughs> The Rundown. Oh, The Rundown. Yeah. I remember this movie. Yeah, that was kind of fun, right? Wow. The Rock with Hair. That was kind the of fun. Walking Tall was the Johnny Knoxville one. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to ping our guest in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Can... Wait, 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 wait. I really want to get into this <laughs> The Rock's early career. <laughs> Let's resolve this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but i do think i actually do think the scorpion king is you don't think that was the catalyst to his film career 
popping off? Uh, so I, I was thinking, I was thinking of him as the enemy Scorpion King, not the actual like Scorpion King movie. Uh, oh, he was the enemy Scorpion King, though, right? Yeah, he was that in the Mummy Two. He was some sort of oh, villain, like c- terrible CGI villain. The Mummy in that. with the worst freaking CGI ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's right. Thing. That's crazy. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at pictures right now. The Rock then they made the Scorpion King looks so much better now than when he was. However old he was then, like twenty something. He also looks more. So this might be. I'm not trying to say this in like a like in any racial sort of way. He looks like more black back in the day. Like I don't, he looks more like African American instead of Samoan. And I wonder if that's just Hollywood trying to make him seem more African American. Who are we talking about? The Rock? <laughs> Nailed John. it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what we're talking about? Like, doesn't he look more like he looks I don't more know black? Who you're talking about. We're talking about The Rock. That's exactly oh. what we're talking about. First of all, can we just talk about The Rock for a second? Um, Please. The Rock is one of those people where people are like, hey, man, steroids aren't healthy. And I'm like, have you seen The Rock? <laughs> yeah. Like, that guy is proof that he's already of an age where if you're not juicing and you're working out all the time, you're not going to look anywhere near that good. And I think he looks better than he's ever looked before in his life. That's literally what I was just saying. Like all, whatever like amount of chicken breast that you could eat throughout the day is not going to get you a body like this. Like no. this motherfucker <laughs> is so ribbed. Also, my other example of that is Sylvester Stallone because he's almost 80. And people yeah. are like, steroids aren't healthy. <laughs> and I'm like, Dude. well, they could be. Sylvester Stallone looks amazing. I've never been shredded. I never will be. I shred. If you Google Sylvester Stallone now, look what comes up. <laughs> Sylvester and Stallone now. <laughs> Dude, he's shredded. <laughs> There's also a thing with like, you have to get like shoulder tattoos as you get older and take That's more true. steroids. It's like a combo. No, yeah, that's a final quarter of your life crisis. <laughs> yeah, that's a, oh my god! I'm, <laughs> are you guys? Are you guys looking? Did you guys just Google Sylvester Stallone now? The third yeah, sure. image no, before because I've made this argument before about like you know like steroids done responsibly by someone who's really a fucking chemist can be pretty effective for people looking amazing when they're older. I agree. Yeah. I also come down on the side of like, if if I'm going to be watching sports for entertainment, please, by all means, jack them all up on steroids. Let's just level the playing field the other way. Totally. (laughs) I want to know what what combo they're on. Like, okay, he's on a lot of D balls, so he's going to be really (laughs) strong, but he's going to peter out quickly. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Helps helps with the uh, gambling. (laughs) So, John... This week, yes. a lot of breakups happened. What's your take uh, on Kim it? Kanye. Well, Kim I only Kanye. know Kim Kanye. Daft uh, Punk. And, uh, Ted Cruz yeah, and Texas. Somebody had, tweet, somebody had a tweet the other day about Daft Punk, which, I mean, I, I literally couldn't name a song. But somebody said something like, I find it inspirational that 
Daft Punk stopped doing their job eight years ago and just announced their retirement. <laughs> that's, that's what that's Tyler really, was basically saying. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. It's like, what is this? Like, as far as I knew, they weren't making music. I wasn't expecting that next album to drop. Like, uh, I just, uh, I don't get it. Didn't really feel like something that needed to be announced. More of like so a. Is, is this all audio, guys? There's no video component to this. I got my hair cut. Uh, oh really uh, no take a picture no, of yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. though take yeah, a picture yeah. of yourself though and send it to us and then we'll <laughs> we make can, sure yeah, we, can, shown we can replace the album art uh, for the episode cnn as i do often almost as uh-huh. a as just a dopamine thing sometimes i'll go to cnn just to go to cnn like i'll already be on it and i'll go anyway um, cnn the, because, the news network yeah, the news network. Uh, and I don't, by the way, I'm not a huge fan of CNN. And I find it ridiculous that like halfway down the page, when it's still like, clearly in the news section, there's all these paid advertorials of things that are completely irrelevant. And it's supposed oh, to yeah. be a respected, you know, news source. I think they do a horrible job with that. Um, and then it makes you click. It's like celebrities, you wouldn't believe what they look like now. And... Then you click and then they, they lead you on for 36 pages. Yeah. And then you say to yourself, why do I keep clicking? But you don't stop. <laughs> and, that, um, and that's literally the, the only news you pick up on CNN. Right. But no, the, uh, exactly. The, the, on the headline right now uh, on CNN on the front page is uh, a story about French bulldogs. And it said... Because I think Lady Gaga's dogs that were stolen and the dog walker was shot um, were French bulldogs. That was it, yeah. Uh, And so it says Lady Gaga's dog walker trending. And then it says next to it, French bulldogs. And then you click the French bulldog link and it says, there's a reason why why French bulldogs are such frequent targets of thieves. And then you read the article and it's just about how awesome French bulldogs are. And of course you'd want to steal it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that's like writing an, uh, writing an article on steroids and being like oh no steroids are so bad but look at sylvester stallone damn man he's jacked and he's almost 80 <laughs> you know like, i mean i get it with frenchies they are they are really lovable dogs and i think they're loyal but i think if you stole one give it a week and, and they'll come around <laughs> and, so I'm actually on here. This Lady Gaga's French bulldog. Do, do you see this picture? It he has like a Hitler mustache. Is that just me? Oh dear. <laughs> like it looks like he has Look, like the this. truth is out there now, Lady Gaga. Uh, I see three yeah. dogs. I see her with three dogs. Oh yeah, the 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 white one. <laughs> like that is just like really unfortunate. Or maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Listen. But it used uh, to be called- exactly what I expect from CNN. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. And then it, that asshole had to ruin it. I mean, listen Hitler to Hitler's impact aside from all of the, you know, the horrible, horrible things that, that he did. Uh, I know you guys are like, oh, my God, what's he going to say? But <laughs> he ruined a mustache that was very popular. Yeah. He ruined a name. That yeah. was started watching this right now. Holy, they have a video of it. That's insane. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the same that. thing. But, That's crazy. Um, like Adolf was like John in Germany in the 40s, and 
now you don't call your 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 kid or anything Adolf unless you're trying to tell people that you are a horrible racist. Right. I wonder if Dolph Lundgren was a was an Adolf. That's a very good question. Oh, he probably was. I mean, that guy probably takes steroids. You know, I've met him several times, uh, and I mean, he definitely Von Drago was taking steroids, but I, I don't think he's he's on the he's on the sauce currently. Maybe he is. He's a specimen of a human. He's a very large man. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say he, uh, his Wikipedia photo looks astonishingly suave for how much a like you think of him more as you know more of a blockheady type, but he he looks very so slick. He actually is known. He's known for having a insanely high IQ, and I don't know how people know that, uh, but it's a thing. Like I bet you, if if you Google that, there would be a lot of info on it. I've always wanted to get a a proper IQ test. He might speak multiple languages and things like that. So I'm on his Wikipedia and it says since uh, since then, Hans Lundgren has starred in more than 69 films, almost all of them (laughs) in the action genre. If it's more than 69 films, why didn't they just say like more than 70 films? Why did they choose the number 69? (laughs) You know Yeah, it's weird. It's it's, uh, (laughs) an He has a master's in chemical engineering. It says he has an IQ of 160 and he's got a chemical engineering degree from the Royal Institute of Technology in Sweden and a full scholarship to MIT. Wow. (laughs) That's literally like the the first Google question. And he gets lumped in with Arnold and Stallone. Starred in just a terrible, terrible idea of a He-Man movie. I haven't seen it. I don't <laughs> yeah. think I've seen a He-Man. Yeah, yeah, because you guys are you guys are young. Uh, <laughs> if you were seven years older, you would have been really excited for it. And what they did was instead of that. having it take place in Eternia, the the He-Man universe, uh, they had it take place in New York in the eighties. So like him and Skeletor went Ooh. through some kind of time travel, <laughs> and so all of the things that you loved about He-Man. We're not there except Skeletor and He-Man. Dumb. Uh, wow. wow. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, Frank Langella and uh, Courtney Cox. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. He looks he looks good as He-Man, though. He looks really good as He-Man. That's like the casting was spot on. You know, and also his high IQ, if you put him alongside Arnold, who's probably like 100 IQ, and Sylvester Stallone, he probably even Sylvester Stallone out. To, to reach the so mean I've average all, I, that's where i remembered it from it was like a magazine thing about iq and action stars and all of them were in it and his big thing was that he was smarter than all of them uh, <laughs> but, i mean clearly arnold i mean they're all kind of smart but arnold other than, i mean i don't think van damme is that smart but uh arnold is particularly smart Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. He he's, he's incredibly well spoken these days too. <laughs> I like I like he is. Uh, I like seeing when he has something to say. Uh, yeah, he was a great he was a great uh, what counterpoint to the the conservative party at the time where he was a member of the. He was a really good like yeah. balance to that group. I'm a I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, I mean, the dude has been really successful 
in everything he's ever done. And he kind of started at a like pretty significant disadvantage. Like an Austrian guy, I think his father was a Nazi. Uh, Nazis just keep coming up, but uh, coming to the U.S. with a heavy accent and then inventing an industry and then taking over the 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 late 80s and all of the 90s action movie genre, basically putting it on his back and then becoming a politician. Uh, he started also a very successful charity, which I happen to be on the advisory board of called After School All-Stars. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's kind of an amazing person. Yeah, it seems that That's way. crazy. It, like every time I see him interviewed, it just it gives me warm fuzzies. Uh, yeah, it's once, like, I need to work harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once I I uh, had I worked out with him actually at at Gold's Gym, uh, and of course I was fully starstruck, which really doesn't happen that much. But like working out with Arnold at Gold's, like the original Gold's in Venice, mm-hmm. uh, and then he doesn't work out much. He kind of walks around and like comes you know over every now and then. But then we had breakfast after. Um, and it was, there was just there was four of us there, and and we talked the whole time, and I really felt like we connected. And then two days later, three days later, I was at uh, a restaurant where there was a buffet, and Arnold happens to be there. So I'm like, oh, this is like my big moment. I get to to talk to him again. So I go over to grab the tongs for the salad. I'm like, hey, Arnold, it was really great having having breakfast the other day uh, with Sean and. Uh, and he just looks at me and he's like, oh, yeah, really nice weather here, blah, 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 and walks away. And he, he, had, <laughs> he had no recollection of it at all. And it, was only, it was only two days prior and uh, I had told all my friends already. <laughs> there's also so many – there's only so many people that look like you. Like if you ever see what John Beer looks like, and we'll, we'll get a picture from him. Don't worry. So all yeah. of our audience can see. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to be like, oh, this is a guy I've never met before. If you've seen, <laughs> if you if they met you before, so I wonder if I was in workout clothes at the at the gym, and then I was in my normal attire, which is still pretty out there at the at the restaurant. Um, but he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to eat my meal over here. Uh, he he didn't say that, but um, <laughs> so. Uh, Speaking of audience, uh, what are we talking here? Like, am, am I? Do I need to get nervous? Does the number of people that are consuming this should that be making me more nervous? And millions. Why? Arnold yeah, is just, actually a frequent listener. So we're told, yeah. <laughs> but pretty much everybody listens to the show. All millions of them. Nice. <laughs> so, John, do you want it? <laughs> yeah, maybe start off with like a little background if of who you are and, and don't Ooh, fuck it up. Yes. yes. <laughs> the details of my life. Um so I am John Beer. I uh I own a PR agency called Jack Taylor, which is how I know Kent and Ryan and you guys. Um and uh I live in LA. I mean, how do you how how does one describe themselves? I own a ghost town. Uh, I'm married. I have two kids. I live in Topanga. It's awesome. Um, People are yeah, gonna. I'm 
at, at, you know, describing myself. At least 25% of the audience is going to be pretty upset with me if I don't follow up on the uh, Iona ghost town, just breezed right past that. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those things that, um, people love to talk about and I'm always a little bit, because I end up talking about it a lot. I'm always a little bit conscious that maybe I talk about it too much because it's, it, it, people do seem to be interested in it and then you bring it up. But, uh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, a business partner and I, uh, some of my friends bought, we saw uh, a ghost town that said own, Westworld for under a million dollars in 2018. <laughs> and that was actually a brilliant move. They actually hired a PR guy who was pretty good to uh, to to get that headline out there and create demand for it. And saw it on CNN. I'd already been looking for iconic properties that had history and story that I could authentically attach to and tell new stories and build new brands from, which is what I do. And this was, and I, I was looking at one in the Catskills at the time. Uh, you know those properties? You know the movie Dirty Dancing? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or is that for your time also? I definitely know that one. I've definitely so seen it So all those too. properties are real. They're amazing. And they're not expensive. And they're three hours from New York. People used to go up for the whole summer in the 30s and 40s and 50s. And then it's kind of been really depressed ever since. But these beautiful properties are for sale. And I thought place to bring community and then we saw this and we called them and they were like oh yeah it's it's you know millions of dollars now there's multiple offers and we said well can we just wire well we'll wire you cash right now refundable if we don't get it we wired them 50 grand and we flew to new york uh to la and uh he said that it was two and we toured the property it was incredible it's the it's the the reason the town is called cerro gordo and it's in the Inyo Mountains. Kent has been there. It's about three hours from awesome. LA. And it's 400 acres. There's 20 plus buildings still standing. And uh, it was the reason why LA was built when it was and where it was. And hmm. so there's streets named after all the founders. And there's even a Cerro Gordo Street in downtown LA. Uh, the town was so successful in the mid 1800s that it needed a nearby port city set up to to supply it with materials consistently. So LA was built built up more quickly because of that. When when Cerro Gordo had a population of 4,000, LA had a population of 7,000. Wow, wow. Yeah, and it's just, you can't really overhype it. It's incredible. Uh, And also super, super challenging on a multitude of levels. But I mean, there's no water for one. there is electricity, there is internet, uh, but you know, the buildings are pretty run down and there's a lot of just challenges with, I mean, we bought a town, we put in a lot of money, cash, you couldn't get a mortgage on a property like this. So cash, we get to find in 10 days. And uh, now we're, you know, turning it into, we're basically educating people about it and turning it into a hospitality brand and a and an apparel brand that's what i love is like i i own a whiskey company called called little wolf with my with my buddy alex mcquat and uh we're probably going to turn the whiskey into cerro gordo mine aged whiskey uh and start aging it in the mines and cool there's there's all authentic things that you can do 
with brands that are authentically attached to the history of that. And then there's all these other brands that want to partner with us because we actually own the history that they're trying to tell stories about. Like that part of the American West, uh, that history is, you know, in Hollywood and just in pop culture, one of the most coveted, uh, one of the one of the most coveted kind of themes that people really gravitate toward. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, I'm looking at, uh, just reading all about it right now. I'm like looking at images and it's like a super iconic looking, uh, really just amazing, amazing spot. It's amazing. So it really, you can't overhype it. How, really how, 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 like when you're looking for a property like that, how common is this to even find? Like, are there a bunch of mining towns? This one just happened to be like super baller or, uh, or, or is it pretty rare for something like this to be even be on the yeah, market? Yeah, I mean, we didn't know. We, I knew that this was, you know, uh, a launching pad for authentic brand right away. Like you just knew it. Mm-hmm. And I knew there was history that was relevant to that story, but I didn't know how much history there was when we bought it. I didn't know there had been many books written about it. I didn't know, you know, Billy the Kid hid out there. Um, there was a murder a week. It was the most dangerous town in America for about 10 years. Um, we find all the time, uh, enclosed, you know, buried whiskey bottles and things like that with the cap and the cork still on them. Uh, there's just stuff every, it's really not, uh, kid friendly right now. So we're not really having people up there. Um, cause there's, broken glass and nails and really you know, mines that are dangerous. And I'm really trying to, to be mindful of, of that reality. Mm-hmm. If you find but, a corked whiskey bottle with whiskey still in it, is it potable? Like, can you drink it? No, no. And most of the bottles that we find that are sealed, it's still evaporated. Oh, but I know that they found I mean, if it was sealed uh, in the bottle, you might be able to drink it. I mean, whiskey stops aging once it's put in a glass bottle, whereas wine continues to age, which mm. is why people say, oh, this is a, you know, a 1950s Chateau Neuf de Pape, whereas in whiskey, they stick to the, the, the year. It's always 12 year if it's 12 year, as long as it was taken out of the barrel and put into a bottle at 12 years. Got it. So it doesn't really matter. No, I mean, I don't know if if just time will break break it down. I imagine that that it probably would. Uh, but I do know that they have found old ships that had been sunk. And I'm talking, you know, many hundreds and I think even thousands of years old ships, like Viking ships um, and things like that with, with, with sealed wine in them. And they drank the wine. Whoa, yeah. that would be a cool venture to go on. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't probably taste good. I'm sure it turns to vinegar, but it's 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 not dangerous. You can drink it. Right, right, and it's an experience. Totally. I mean, if if you are a historian and you've chased your entire life and you like looking for Viking artifacts, and you find a, a trove of an old Viking ship with coins and all these other treasures, and there happens to be some sealed bottles of wine. It doesn't matter what that wine tastes like. You're you're drinking it. Yeah. yeah. At least for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, at least taste it. <laughs> uh, so what cool. is the, what's the 
what's the purpose of this of this podcast to to have fun to get the best out of people in conversation what are you what are you looking to achieve with this oh yeah so what we generally do is uh we bring somebody in and uh and then bombard them with facts about something that's very loosely related that, to something that happened in the past week. We bring an expert mm. in. We bring an expert in to talk about <laughs> yeah. uh, talk about the facts. True experts on on these facts for sure. Okay. <laughs> and so, so like do you have a list of things that you prepare? Oh we do. yeah. I mean so like speaking of the worst breakups in history, if you thought Kim and Kanye was bad, well let us give you a little history lesson. How 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 is your history knowledge beyond ghost towns? I feel like you know a bunch of stuff. I know random stuff, but I think it's like stuff that you wouldn't expect me to know I might know and the stuff that you would I might not, but let's 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 go for it. Okay, so do you know about Henry the <laughs> Yes. The most well-known obese sex-driven ruler of England. Yeah. I, Facts. I, I, I'm familiar. Yes, yes. So fat that he uh, he would ride on horses and break their backs. But, uh, you know, <laughs> if you think like, yeah, the Kim and Kanye breakup was bad. Henry VIII and the way he broke up with his wives was also pretty bad. And there's too many to really go through. But uh, here's three of our favorites that we picked out. So starting with Anne Boleyn, perhaps the most important of Henry's wives. Henry fell in love with Anne Boleyn while married to her sister, Mary. And a good girl had no interest in being a mistress, so Henry sought an annulment, which was refused by the Roman Catholic Church. This led him to form the Church of England, changing religion in England forever. However, when Henry took a mistress later on in life, Anne was enraged, which Henry does not like. The king ultimately made up a false case of adultery and treason, leading to her being beheaded. So that seems like a, a worse way to go than Kanye spouting that perhaps slavery was a choice. <laughs> so I've got a beat, by the way. Um, I don't want to be one of those like story trumpers. Um, <laughs> I just know so little about uh, so few things. Uh, and I have a story that relates to this, so I have no choice. But, uh, <laughs> Louis the Sixteenth. Yes. Um, when they were going through the whole uh, French Revolution and um, when – they had decided that it was time for him to to be beheaded. Uh, by the way, it was one guy that was beheading everyone. His name was Sansan, San, uh, S-A-N-S-O-N. And imagine his role in the community. Like, apparently, the bakers and the milk people used to live leave everything like really far from his door. Like the guy in the black mask that was cutting off everyone's head. That was real, but it was yeah. just one dude. Um, but so what they did was they made they they executed the entire family and they made uh i guess it was Marie Antoinette walk over the mutilated corpses of her family members to get to the guillotine and then uh and then they cut her head off uh and and then they saved the they call him the little prince their son the the petit dauphin um and uh they kept him, you know, really in, in horrible conditions for years in darkness, really malnourished. And uh, he eventually died of, you know, some disease from just being so malnourished. And uh, a priest that did the autopsy or whatever took care of his body, he 
cut his heart out and he put it in formaldehyde or whatever there was back then to preserve alcohol. Um, and uh, they said throughout history, there's a whole story of this heart going through pieces, getting dropped in the jar, getting picked up by someone else. They have this whole history of this heart for like 300 years, whatever it is. And then, um, and then when DNA came out, because they still have the heart today, when DNA came out, they had a lock of Marie Antoinette's hair and they still had the heart and they tested it and it actually was uh, his heart. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> these weird, I, I, these weird, uh, um, <laughs> these weird collections of like body parts of of famous people throughout history. There's like a bit in the, in the show Succession about like getting uh, Napoleon's preserved genitals, which was just um, like syphilis infested genitals. Oh yeah, have you ever seen Rasputin's penis? No, I heard it's massive. Yeah, massive. I've only heard legends. It's super, it's super weird looking. It's super, super weird looking. Uh, uh, but it's massive and it's still uh, in a jar somewhere. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. And <laughs> yeah, the Russian love <laughs> I just I just pulled it down off of my shelf. Uh, it took me a while to come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm looking at it right now. And right? it's like that's a hog right there. It's crazy. How do they and they promote like that's the one thing they decided to preserve on him? Well, to be honest, it's relevant because his whole thing was that the 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 czar's wife uh was oh, under that's a right. spell and so and was sleeping with him. I think you know was she was under thing. the you know the the dick spell. Yeah, can we swear <laughs> on this? I'll be, I'll be sparing. Oh my god! I do also know going back to the guillotine. Uh, before like the beheaders, before the guillotine, there was like the executioner, and sometimes they would just get amateurs off the street, and it would just be so badly done that they were like, "Okay, we need to get like a Sanson type guy. We need to get like an actual court executioner to behead someone." Well, well, also what would happen? It was an engineering issue, and actually, I believe. You know what's crazy? Because I don't do a lot of interviews or, or podcasts, but in life I tell a lot of stories. And uh, <laughs> I don't really have to worry whether, you know, I'm wrong or I'm off a little bit in normal life because it doesn't really matter. It's not recorded. And if I'm wrong, who cares? But now I've got to be a little bit more careful. Oh, you uh, have to. But I yeah. believe that when the, when the blade was straight, People's heads would get – it wouldn't fully cut off the head. And Louis XVI himself designed the the angled blade that was much more efficient at chopping the head clean off. Wow. This is somebody – somebody's working on this in the garage going, God, totally. I'm going to get this thing right. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, even if Louis XVI gets credit for that, you know that dude didn't do shit. You know what happened is some guy <laughs> – in his, you know, in his court, spent years figuring it out and doing all the calculations because back then they didn't know that much. And he's like, I got it. I got it. And then Louis XVI was like, thank you. This is my invention now. <laughs> yeah. No, I made this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just can't picture the king of France toiling yeah. with math and, and engineering and trying to figure out a better way to execute people. Really wanted just to get like, those heads off. Finger in also, his belly button. Don't, just like, yes. 
Uh, don't don't sweat your accuracy too much because we certainly don't. We're creating history here. If if they're not facts by the time that we're spouting them out to our millions of fans, they will be. Like we that. will be the new sighted <laughs> Just source. Just like that. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, that's a brilliant thing. In fact, you might have 160 IQ as well. <laughs> maybe, you high, maybe you have a high IQ. Higher than 161. Actually, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. That's what I've got on my... T- yeah. Higher than 160. Wait. No, I think it's higher than 169. Hey! <laughs> uh, yeah. So... <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, to, running running back to the old Henry VIII and his uh, long string of breakups... Uh, I, I I was reading about the fourth wife, which, uh, who the, is the Anne of Cleves, a uh, Clev, I assume it's pronounced. Mm. Something sounds sounds French to me. Um, Queen. So apparently, in, in 1540, England sought for a European alliance formed by Henry, marrying one of the sisters of Germany's Dukes of Cleves. Okay, not France. Uh, Henry requested the women's portraits and found Anne to be the more flattering. But when she arrived in England on January 1st, 1540, Henry was appalled at what he saw. Ugly, talentless, <laughs> dim, chubby, and nothing like the painting. In fact, the Anne of Cleves, or Anne of Cleves became a joke throughout England for her ugliness being called a Flanders mare. He tried, he tried to stop the wedding, but it was too little too late. The wedding had already been arranged. Five days later, they were married. And six months later, Anne, the so-called wife, or so-called ugly wife, accepted a divorce and generous settlement and lived in peace as the king's sister until her death in July <laughs> of 1557. Uh, I feel like she got the good yeah. out of the stick. <laughs> it's just like you're not with this crazy fucking fat psycho who's trying to behead yeah. you you're, like your your ugliness saved your ass and, and you get to live in this nice peaceful way known as the king's sister like all right <laughs> yeah that's to be honest a rookie move like you've been married many times you know how this goes you're the fucking king go send one of your people to fucking Germany, it's like nine hours by horse, and uh, check her out and make sure that she's okay before you commit to marrying her. <laughs> yeah, uh, were portraits uh, traditionally honest or flattering? I guess that you'd need to know at that point. Where uh, did they paint people better looking than they were normally? Did uh, were the painters oh, like old no, school sure. Photoshop probably? I will say this with a lot of that classical art, and this is just an observation. So, you know, just, I'm not, I'm just observing and restating. There were a lot of chubbier women in that era that are, that are reflected in those, in those paintings. They're chubby, but then they are less well endowed uh, in the breast area. Yeah. That's a that's actually a measurable phenomenon over like the last 100 years and uh huh. I, I don't know I, I I don't know I re- I remember my uh my history teacher bringing it up and like really getting into getting into the discussion of like why that would be uh I don't remember there being uh other anything other than the theory that it had something to do with uh hormones of um farmed cattle like so a lot of people are drinking right. milk from cows that are 
pumped up to produce more milk. Yeah, that's that's interesting because uh, it's true. I mean, we we consume a lot of hormones in America from just the the things that that the the standard American diet anyway. People that eat that eat a lot of hormones that are pumped into these animals, and as a result, people over the last couple of generations are a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and we're, we're also now the- finally at the point of like not being malnourished during childhood and things like that's not so much a concern. I mean, it still it definitely still happens, but um, yeah, being adequately fed through the developmental period, I've got to imagine, plays uh, pretty significantly into how much bigger people are now than they used to be. Mm. Do you think if you're like a China or Russia, you could just like pump a little bit of like D-ball into your whatever, you know, like stroganoff supply and makes crazy Olympic athletes? So no, I think it's much more, I mean, I know for, you know, a fact, it's much more calculated than that. It's, there's, there's, they're getting their bloods tested every few days and they are on very intentional programs for their whatever they need for their sport to succeed it's it's state sponsored it's proven that it is state sponsored yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah it's state sponsored and administered uh doping programs that are you know of the of the with with the best technology and and doctors monitoring them i mean you saw rocky four <laughs> yeah that was i will amazing. break you <laughs> it's crazy but that man was smart <gasps> you I didn't watch confession. rocky 4. i haven't seen a single what? rocky what i've only seen but i have seen creed i met you in mm. film school <laughs> how have you not seen any of the rockies <laughs> it just never struck me it just never struck me as something i'd be interested in it took like it wasn't until it won an Oscar. I don't think it was until. Yeah, it won. I, I think know. it won best screenplay. Uh, like Sylvester so Stallone, Oscar I, over Deer Hunter. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It was. Uh, <sighs> I, I wasn't really into combat sports until I think I until I think living with you, Kent. That was the first time I was really like <laughs> had a passing interest. But like, even uh, even when even when I was going to school, like. Uh, Raging Bull like was one I resisted for a long time and then finally watched and so it's 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 probably my favorite movie of all time. Raging Bull. Raging Bull. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really oh. good. It's really really good. I think Rocky's more entertaining, although I think Raging Bull is a better movie. Is that fair to say? Well, yeah, ob- yeah obviously there's not a single person on the planet that would disagree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it yeah, fair Scorsese to say the Marvel is. movies are a lot more interesting? <laughs> You're gonna butter me about a stick. You're gonna butter me about a stick, and he flips over the table. Yeah, it's dude. It's an amazing movie. Oh, dude, Robert De Niro, man, that makeup job was good too. So good. Ooh. Yeah. You know, he just died last year, Jake Lamada. That's crazy. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Lived hard to have lived that long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he, now, that's a guy that had multiple wives. That guy was like running <laughs> through them. 
Yeah. Jake, Jake Lamont. Oh, I actually, wonder though, like, after, but wait, there's this uh, huge yeah. chunk of time between 1957. <laughs> yeah. Huge chunk of time. Well, so, um, also, you know the <laughs> the character that starred alongside him in that movie. Uh, her name, her, I don't know her name in real life, but she was Vicky in the movie. She got nominated for an Oscar also. Um, and uh, I don't think she ever really acted again after that, which is pretty rare. Like, I don't think she had another major role after that, and she got nominated for an Oscar. That's crazy. I feel like that happens a lot. I mean, Hollywood He's- blacklisting is a real thing, for sure. Sure. And perhaps Kathy didn't want to... I don't know, get in bed with a wine scene or something, you know, like that, that's definitely a real thing, especially back in the day. But there's many reasons why people get blacklisted. Um, I think often people get blacklisted because they're really difficult to work with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. Yeah. We've built up celebrities. I mean, actors as celebrities to such a ridiculous degree, because let's be honest, with the exception of like 10 people, it's not really art. They're fucking remembering lines. And oftentimes they just have lovable characters that are the same. That's basically who they are in the same in all these films. And we put them on this pedestal and suddenly anyone put on that pedestal where people are camping outside their house and they're giving them all this, asking their opinion on political candidates and uh things like that you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna turn into a dick there's just it's very difficult i think to stay really grounded when when you're a celebrity and i I do think that fame like that type of fame uh is really i mean it's very it's a very challenging thing to endure but it's also not an aspirational thing like if you can be rich instead of being rich and famous that's the move because <laughs> yeah. the anonymity is actually worth more than the money anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I, mm-hmm. yeah, the, I, I, I wonder if it's like comes down to the, the, like the type of creative that you are, whether it's like, Oh no, you know, there, sure, yeah. there's a, you know, there's like film sets where everybody's kind of involved in like creative decisions. And then there's other ones where like the creative decision making is handled by certain people and nobody else is, input is welcome or or like you know needed Um, yeah and and i'm talking specifically about actors because those are the people that have traditionally been put on this ridiculous um (laughs) you know pedestal that's not really deserved most of the time uh or maybe any of the time in terms of like when we're asking them about like political advice and shit like that Mm -hmm. um but being like an author that is famous, that's actually pretty good because as long as you can still live your life, you get the kudos from the people that know, but like John Grisham is living a normal life, but he's beloved by the people that love him. I used that's to be cool. a huge right. Grisham fan. Yeah, they're great. I would read everything he put out. Do you think Stephen King enjoys that that luxury? <laughs> he's pretty distinctive. I do. Yeah, I think he is less pretty distinctive. He also does a lot uh, of cocaine. Very- you think he does? He definitely does. He he's he's known for his cocaine addiction, like and his cocaine problem. So wow. like, I would assume that means I, I would assume that means he's like a party animal to a degree too, and he likes being out. Yeah. Okay. Here's a here's a Reddit t- 
Today I learned, in fact, today I learned Stephen King would do so much cocaine, he had to stuff cotton up his nose to stop blood from dripping on his typewriter. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't, that sounds like an urban legend. So, uh, <laughs> mind of a creative. I, I got an idea, man. Like a, a, a lamp that, that haunts you. It's like, all right. All right, Stephen. <laughs> you got to chill out a bit, buddy. Yeah. Let's, so, let's, let's start again tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, so to close out on uh, Henry VIII's wives, the last one is uh, Catherine Howard, the youngest of them all, and the fourth wife of Henry VIII. Catherine was a flirt who secured the obese and immobile 49-year-old Henry at a very young age of 16. But dating young girls can only last so long for a man like Henry, who at this point, given his depression and his fatness, really, really couldn't even get out of bed. Three months later, she was accused of treason for sleeping with another man. The teenager's imprisonment and beheading is woeful. And this is very much like Mary Antoinette's story. She supposedly asked to have the chopping block brought to her room to practice resting her head on it. And the guards would, in fact, do that, preparing her for her death. Uh, Much like Kanye and Kim, the warning signs were all there. And this relationship was doomed from the start. So, Mm. man, people people are still fucked up, but people were able to be fucked up in positions of power more so back in the day what do you like the the idea of like is this my good side for laying resting your head on the chopping block i don't know do i look better with my fit move this cheek down i know right it's like such an influencer way of being like is this like how i'm gonna die tyler do we lose you (gasps) we lost tyler we lose you god damn no each other no no tyler's in washington i didn't know that yeah um, I mean, I have like five-ish minutes anyway. Okay. But I didn't realize that we, that we were doing this for over an hour. I, would, I could stay on for, for hours. Oh, well, the fact that we lost Tyler, I'll, I'll, and I know you have to go, so we'll leave you with one funny fact, because uh, we were going to do PR debacles. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Do you know who Susan Boyle is? Yes. From American Idol? So apparently her PR company was trying to create a hashtag around her to advertise her new CD. And the name they chose was Susan Album Party, which can also be read as Sus Anal Bum Party. (laughs) And it became... (laughs) So... That would be brilliant if they were intentional and they could somehow, you know, capitalize on that behind the scenes. But I guess they didn't and they couldn't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh tyler john has to leave in like two minutes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i left him with the susan boyle fact great okay <laughs> uh are you, are you calling him on a regular phone now oh wait i can't you hear I, us? Can't, I can't hear john can hear or you. see john's uh not, what you only see me i only Whoa. see you okay you- I'm, I'm taking my hands off the wheel and i'm stepping back i'm gonna i'm gonna let you try and wrap okay up i'm this. gonna do this part that tyler <laughs> usually does uh this is the part of the show <laughs> where our guest uh gets to share whatever they want to our millions of fans so john is there anything you want to share with our, our millions of fans uh yes there is so i recently had a baby after never wanting children my entire life and, uh, you know, I, I can tell you that a lot of parents 
they make childhood sound amazing. It's not amazing. <laughs> uh, the 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 first few months are really terrible uh, and awful, and the baby's not really reacting, and it's just very challenging. And then once the baby starts to smile, it's the most brilliant thing. But I will say this: this is my my tip for everyone, and advice. My advice is. Don't choose a partner because you want to have kids or you want to get married to start a family. Wait until you find the partner that is your partner because it's the biggest fucking decision that you're ever going to make in your entire life. And I feel like people rush into it. And I think I did this a little later in my life and I never wanted it. So when it when it appeared and it was the right thing for me, I jumped on it because I felt like I had no choice because I met my I met my 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 person. Um mm-hmm. But that's my, that, this is the thing that I, I do think about this, that people literally, they're like, well, all my friends are getting married and I'm dating this person and we're compatible and we both like the outdoors. It's like, no, dude, that is not a good enough reason to, t- to, to commit to spending the rest of your life with another human. And that's why people get divorced all the time and are so miserable. Of course, you're going to be miserable. You're spending time with fucking people that you're, and you're married to them that you're not into because you married them because you wanted to have kids or because your friend was getting married and you really didn't want a husband. You wanted a wedding. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You just wanted an epic party. (laughs) That's it. Anyway, I got to go, but I love you guys and thank you for having me. And uh, I'll come back anytime if you'll have me. Yeah, you definitely have to come back. We have to have a full episode, but uh, that's, those were like why very wise words, especially to me, who's a, a very, very single person and has no plans on getting married. So, but now I might. So here's, here's the here's the actual truth on that. Unless, like, I felt like I had no choice. I met this person; she was the right person. And obviously, it's never going to be perfect, perfect. But the person was perfect, and uh, I felt like she took it from me. I had no choice uh, because it was just what I what I needed and what I wanted. And unless you oh. feel like that, it's probably not the fit. Your wife is also really fucking awesome. <laughs> She's probably yeah, like one of the coolest people I know. So yes, um, it's, but, it's totally fair. I, I didn't feel like I had a choice. I was like, man, I'm loving this single life that I'm having. My life is great. Everything seems to be going well. But this person showed up and I just, you know, I just, I just can't let this person go. It's too good. Well, that's a good way to end an episode that's about breaking up. By staying together, although yeah. we did break up with Tyler, it seems, uh, which is also fitting on theme. <laughs> well, that's all been right. our show. Thank you again to our guest, John Beer. Thank you all for listening, and make sure to check back next week for our very 38th episode. Woo! Bye, Thanks John. Thanks for having me. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs>